Welcome to Choir Talks. How's it going? How are you? I've noticed over the last few years the answer to that question has shifted a little bit, at least for a lot of people. Instead of saying fine now, a lot of times I get the response, blessed. Have you noticed that? Certainly not everyone will use that response, but uh, a lot of people do now. And um, I'm sure people say it for different reasons, and I'm sure when they say it, maybe they mean different things. Like maybe they might be indicating that they believe that the good things that are going on in their lives are res- come from a divine source rather than from their self or just from happenstance. Uh, if that's what they mean, that falls in line with what James says when he says, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. So if that's what they mean, I respect that. Maybe they mean when they say blessed that uh, they're just taking the opportunity to point someone else to think about God for that day. First Peter 3 says, always be ready to give account of the hope that you have. So if that's what they're meaning or that's their agenda, then I respect that. Maybe when someone answers blessed, uh, they are just exercising the discipline to take every opportunity to speak about God's goodness and God's faithfulness. Psalm 89 says, With my mouth I will make your faithfulness known to all generations. So if that's what they mean, then I respect that. Whatever the case, I thought about that word blessed some this week. In that response, I'm blessed. And I wanted to see what the Bible means when the Bible says that we are blessed. I did a word search for the word blessed, and I found that the book of Psalms had more instances of the word blessed than any other book. Here's some of those instances. Psalm 32 says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, uh, whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is that person. Well, that gives us a shade of meaning of what blessed is like. It's when you are guilty and you carry the weight of that guilt around, you are blessed when that weight is taken off of you and, and God forgives you. And that is a blessing. That's a joyful state. Uh, And so maybe that's what blessing means. Psalm 34 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So the person who was really understood by experience that God is good and they go to him and and find refuge during difficult times, they rest in him and they fall under his protection, they are blessed. So again, that seems like a joyful state that we have in the Father. Psalm 89 says this, Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. So the person who's blessed in Psalm 89 is the person who learns to praise God. And the reason why they're blessed, they walk in the light of God's presence. They have an awareness and an understanding and experience God's presence with them in their everyday life. So again, they have this joyful state of being in the Father. And that's what being blessed about is there. Psalm 128, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. So there's a a sense of being blessed or a joyful state of being as you are being obedient to the Father, according to Psalm 128. And that brings me to Psalm 1. And this is really the psalm I wanted to focus on today. This psalm is the beginning, obviously, of the book of Psalms, and it introduces some of the themes that are going to be carried throughout the book of Psalms. And the very first word of Psalm 1 is blessed. 
And so the theme of Psalm 1 is to show us what it looks like in the life of a believer, a God follower, when, uh, he is, when he's blessed. What does that look like? It's just six short verses, so bear with me. I'm going to read the whole psalm to you. Blessed is the one who does not walk in, the, in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners uh, or sit in the company of mockers. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates in his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction." So Psalm 1 gives us a description of blessed and uh, shows us that to be blessed, we live in this joyful but right relationship with God. It's really the right relationship with God that gives us this quality of joyful being, which is being blessed. Uh, This psalm shows us two types of people. It's kind of a binary look at the world. You're either the righteous or you're part of the wicked. And so the righteous live a, a blessed life, he says. Um, verse 1 tells us that, that the righteous are blessed because they avoid falling into the ways of sin. Uh, listen to it again. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. So uh, walk in step with the wicked is really uh, what all of us did at the, be- at the beginning when we first start life. We, we just go the ways of the world, but we walk in ways that... Um, are sinful naturally. But he goes on to say that that blessed is the one who does not stand in the same way that sinners take. Uh, and then he finishes with, he also does not sit in the company of mockers. Um, so it's interesting to me that Jesus starts his most famous sermon, which is uh, found in Matthew 5, and that's called the Sermon on the Mount. And he starts that sermon the same way that the writer of Psalm 1 does. He starts with the word blessed. And just like Psalm 1, he details out what it looks like to live this life of blessing. And he also, like the writer of Psalm 1, shows that being blessed is avoiding the life of ungodliness, the life that goes against against the Father. And he shows us also that um, being blessed is to live a God-like kind of life. So we'll read the Sermon on the Mount at another time, but Matthew chapter 5 would be a good thing to read alongside of chapter 1 here of Psalms. So how does, how does this person um, avoid these sinful ways? Well, verse 2 says um, that this person's delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on it day and night. Um, he delights in the teachings of the Father, and not only delights in him, but he shows that by spending time in God's word. Uh, and then he gives us this wonderful illustration in the next verse. He says, that person is like a tree. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So he um, makes the analogy that the righteous person is like a tree planted beside uh, a stream of water. 
So that person is always drawing, the tree is always drawing nourishment out of that stream, and so it always has enough nourishment to produce its fruit. And even in dry times, its leaves are still going to spring forth, and, and that tree is going to prosper. And why? Because it is beside the, the stream of water and that it draws from that stream. So in this illustration, the stream of water is the teaching and the way of God. And so as we are... Uh, living as the righteous person, that blessed person, we are there uh, drawing nourishment from the teaching and the Word of God. Remember uh, the first psalm that I mentioned about blessed was the one that said, blessed is the one who is forgiven. And I think that should come into play here because in the first verse here it says, blessed are those who just avoid evil. But the problem with all of us is that none of us by nature just avoid evil. All of us, the Bible teaches, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's where all of us start. The Bible also says that there are none that are righteous. No, not one. None of us in our own goodness would avoid all sinful ways. So again, Psalm 32 says, blessed is the one who is forgiven. That's how we become the blessed person, is that even though we started life doing things in a sinful way. We have forgiveness, and God gives us this relationship with him, and now we're able to draw from his, now we're planted by the streams of water. We're able to draw from him. I think it's really interesting that the word planted here is really um, transplanted. If you look at the, at the um, Hebrew word, it's shathal, and it means to transplant. In other words, this plant started life somewhere else in a different, worse place, but God has transplanted it down beside that stream of water so that it can thrive. That's what happens with us. First Peter 2 says that Jesus bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we would die to sinful wrong ways and live for righteousness. That's what's going on in Psalm 1. The blessed person is dead to sin and now living to righteousness. Day by day, he is drawing from that stream that he has been transplanted by through the cross, through the blood of Jesus. Uh, the contrast here is between the righteous and the wicked. So he ends with the warning, not so the wicked. Um, the wind blows on them and they are blown away. They will not stand in ju judgment. The wicked wither away and are affected by the winds because they're not transplanted. They're not connected to that life-giving water. Water is a metaphor throughout the Bible of, of life, eternal life, of salvation. All the way back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 2, there's that river that brings life into the garden. And if you go to the other end of the Bible, in Revelation 22, you see that there's a stream there called the river of life. All throughout the Bible, you see this metaphor coming up, and Jesus uses it also. In uh, John chapter 7, he says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, uh, talking about giving them salvation. Again, in John chapter 4, he says, Whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a fount of water springing up to eternal life. So here we are, Psalm 1, the idea of being blessed, 
Have you come to find this river of life, of salvation? Have you been transplanted by the, the river that will you can draw from and find the blessings that God intended for you in this life? Are you still the wicked who is being blown away by all the circumstances in life? Are you part of the sinful generation who will not be able to stand up in judgment? Or have you found the living water of salvation in Christ? If you are a Christ follower, then truly you are blessed, not out of your own goodness, but because you have been transplanted by that living water, that river of water. Have a blessed day. Thank you.